And we're back, another edition of Stripe Show Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. Well, there's one thing for sure. The PGA Tour, when it rolls through Texas, it is guaranteed there's going to be a weather delay at some point. It's absolutely every single time. They almost got it in, though. Last three holes, they called them off. I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. All the squeegees out there and moving water so they could putt, but lightning pushed them off. They came back and... K.H. Lee, he was the best player, certainly, over four days and got his first win in a young career. We're going to talk about K.H. and Sam Burns, another second-place finish, and, of course, PGA Championship coming up to help us break it all down, the co-hosts of Golf Today on Golf Channel, Shane Bacon. Shane, thanks for joining me from the Northeast. Yeah, Northeast uh, and preparing for a big week, obviously, so uh, so it's exciting. I, you know, it, it, this the weather delay, the squeegeeing on the greens um, – it brings back one of my big takes is that we worry too much about our lines. You know, when you're like, don't step in my line and people have been walking <laughs> all over the green, you know, all day, all the time. It doesn't really matter one way or the other. I think uh, in the olden days with the spikes, it made a little bit more sense before you can tap them down. But seeing the full squeegee action uh, in, in, in Schwartzel's line was a reminder that we might worry a little too much about uh, the lines <laughs> on the putting greens than maybe we should. I think that's a fair point. And it's not just the line through the putting green. It's the it's the 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 roll through line too, right? So it's like I might hit a pass. So don't forget about that. I got my ass chewed one time, Caddy, and at uh, the PNC father son by a player. I'll leave the name out of it. At the at but, the father son? Yeah, at, at the father son. And I and I was caddying for Fred Funk, who I'm not a caddy. It's a funny story in itself. I was like, I don't want caddy. He made me caddy. And uh, yeah, player walked aside, watched my my, my walkthrough line. Anyway. But uh, I totally agree. You know, it was like we, we, we worry way too much about the line. And and uh, Cage got it done. They came back. He missed the par put on 16. But what a shot on 17 to seal the deal. And uh, I tell you, I'm really happy for Cage. I've never met him in person. Um, got a lot of respect for him coming over here. You know, he's got a second language. I just I can't imagine how difficult that has to be in another country, really perfecting your craft. But I thought it was really cool to see KJ Choice standing there too. That dude just—he's he, just—he is all class. And to see him waiting there, congratulating KH Lee uh, on his first win, I thought it was a pretty cool finish. Yeah, it's just—it's scary how good everybody is. It's its, it's yeah. scary how hard it is to win. You know, I, I keep going back to this. Joel Damon mentioned it after his win, obviously a couple of months ago. But I mean, you've just got to play so well. And if you play mediocre, especially on a golf course that's soft, somebody's going to go out there and shoot four, five, six seven, eight, nine. I mean, we saw a couple of nines over the weekend. It's just, it's a reminder that there's going to be a lot of one and two time winners on the PGA tour. There's going to be a lot of one time winners in major championships, just because you can play great for three days, like Sam Burns did. And you get chased down, you know, if you don't quite have it in that final mm-hmm. round. And, uh, and so it's just, it's just a reminder at how good golf is and how deep golf is. I mean, KH is a guy that's been very, very close multiple times, finally gets this victory and who knows what's going to come from there. But yeah, I mean, he's, He's he's a damn fine player. I, I tell you, he's fun to watch. He, he's got got kind of got it all. It'll be interesting to see what he does, kind of on these types of stages. You know, PJ Championship, going to U.S. Open and places like that. But yeah, you know, and then you mentioned it. You know, Choi on the back end of that, right? He, mm-hmm. He's sitting back there off the green uh, at 18, and and it's just a reminder that these things are special. You know, Americans can get lost. I think sometimes in how impactful certain moments can be because you know we we celebrate victory and then we kind of move on mm-hmm. as Americans. I always think about this with the Olympics, you know, we have great moments in the Olympics and then, you know, 30 minutes later, we're thinking about what's the next race or who's swimming next or, uh, 
you know, who, who's, who's, you know, running all those things. And uh, in certain countries, these wins can really echo. And, uh, and this is going to be one that echoes. Yeah, we saw it with Hideki, uh, of course, in the Masters. And I think this one now um, is certainly going to echo over there in Asia as well. You know, KH, I've been following him. I actually, I picked him in my fantasy show. You know, we, we do a fantasy show every Tuesday and you have to go down and you have to, you got to pick these players in the 7,000s and the 6,000s, right? So you got to find these value guys. And, and I went down to the 6,000, 6,900. Who's the best player coming in showing the best form? It was KH Lee. It was, and it was kind of a no brainer. It was like, man, this guy has a good potting week. Look out. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, he's, he's always been a good driver of the ball. His short game is solid. He probably falls a little short from a consistency standpoint to PJ Tour standards in his approach game, which we know is huge. And then his putting can be a little bit under, you know, as far as the average, if you will, on the PGA Tour. And he comes out, it's his best ball striking of his career, strokes gain approach, uh, positive 8.2, and then he goes positive 4.5 in his putting. And that's what it takes, right? These guys are so good, and they go out, and they just move the needle ahead, make a few more putts, and all of a sudden they have a chance to win. And that's exactly what he did. Speaking of putting, Sam Burns, um, this guy can putt too. I mean, I, I, I've been following Sam Burns a long time. He finished second. Of course, he won earlier in the year. No one has held the lead more than Sam Burns after 36 holes. That hadn't been close this year. I look at his game going into the PGA Championship. I'm, I think I'm ready to say Sam Burns is ready to win a major right now. I think his, his short game's always been kind of his weakness. I think it'll be challenged at Kiwa, but... I think there's been some nice progression there. I think he's a good enough ball striker. He's a good enough putter. His iron game is great. I think his short game is is getting good enough. I think Sam Burns is the real deal. What do you say? Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned the 54-hole lead thing. It's crazy. I mean, didn't have a single lead after a round going into the season. I think he's got to have 11 now, you know, after a round, and the next best is six. I mean, you know, it's that's a pretty big difference from some of the best in the world. I mean, yeah. it's rare that we see separation like that, right? When you dive into these types of stats that you see a, a, a player able to separate themselves from the entire rest of the PGA tour. I mean, when you kind of got it all like this, you mentioned it, Travis, it's like, if you can play like that and you can hit it, hit it as well as he hits it, he's plenty, plenty long. And uh, with the putter shows up a little bit, like what you said with KH it's, you know, I, I think Sam Burns can get himself into it. I think we've mm-hmm. seen him into every tournament the last few weeks. So, why not get yourself in contention with the PJ Championship? I think it's going to be very interesting, depending on the weather this week, as we kind of get into the PJ Championship talk. It's going to be very interesting to see uh, how impactful draws will be. You know, when you go back to 12, no wind at all. This is a place where the wind typically blows. Mm-hmm. So if you're a player that gets himself on the right side of the draw, you go out early on Thursday and maybe it's dying down, you know, Friday afternoon and you get that side of the draw, you know, when you're playing well, like Sam Burns, it's why not take advantage of that? You know, because there's a really is a chance at this golf course where half the field could be in a way eliminated if it does kind of howl over those first two rounds. But yeah, I mean, you know, all these guys are just so complete now, you know, Mm -hmm. it's such a young age. I mean, the Sam Burns thing is just so wild. Uh, we were, we were laughing his first, uh, his first pro round, he shot 89 in as an amateur, you know, in, in Texas. And then, you know, we talked so much about Jordan Spieth as a 16 year old at the Byron Nelson, when he finishes T 16, you're just reminded that no matter what you did, these guys are having opportunities as teenagers to play professional golf, uh, even as an amateur, but just going out there and see what it looks like. And then just to kind of progress like Sam Burns did. I mean, he's kind of taken that route of Jordan, of Justin, mm-hmm. of Tiger, of Phil, where you're kind of the best at every level. And once you get to the professional ranks, you figure out how to be the best at this level as well, right? And I'm not here sitting here saying he's going to be number one of the world, but I'm not going to say he's not going to be considering the way he has played this season. Yeah, I think that's a good point. He he does seem like 
he's very self-aware and is always taking in what's happening and kind of learning from it and just chipping away at just slowly incrementally um, getting better. And he's been coming, he, you know, his game, you know, the reason I say that is, is it's easy when someone wins, like you did at Valspar, it's like, oh, this guy's going to win all the time. You know, it's easy to say that, but I just look at him and I'm like, he, he is going to win a lot because he's got length. He hits it straight. His iron game is fantastic. And the dude could putt. I mean, he can really fill it up. Um, yeah. I mean, you can have, a, you gotta, you know, you gotta be great at something, I think on the PGA tour, you know, there's, and I think Burns is great at putting and hitting the ball. It's like, those are two great things to be great at. And he statistically it weighs out. So I'm a huge fan of, uh, of what he does. He doesn't seem overcoached either. You know, he seems like he's very independent in what he's doing. And uh, I like that, you know, sometimes I think these guys can get overcoached and it's just too much going on. And for him, it just seems like it's all very clear right in front of him. Give me my driver. Here it comes. Yeah. Please don't <laughs> overcoach this guy for no. goodness sakes, especially right. what he's doing this year. Again, it's just, I look at consistency. I mean, we, we get one winner a week, right? And one of the things we do on golf day a lot is we focus on the people that didn't win, but had good weeks. Yeah. It's so easy to talk up champions, right? Um, it's, it's a, maybe a little bit deep, more difficult to dive deeper into the weeds on a leaderboard and find players that had a good putting week when they haven't been putting it well, or had a good ball striking week when the irons haven't been there. And, and Sam Burns has been a guy that's there, you know, virtually every week, right? He's just consistently in contention and that speaks volumes for his golf game. So I'm with you. I mean, it's potential is out of this world. We, we spent so much time focusing on that graduation class with, with Morikawa, mm-hmm. uh, it's, uh, you know, and Victor and Wolf, and you look at those guys coming out onto the PGA Tour, it's easy to kind of overlook some of the other young players that have come up, right? It's easy to look up there because they're hungry. They want to win. We have a lot of college players come on the show each and every week when we do PGA Tour U rankings. I always ask those players, you know, what are you what are you expecting once you're done collegiately? You know, what are you looking at as a professional? And it's always about getting out there and competing right away. And mm-hmm. 10 years ago, that just wasn't the case. It, it just wasn't something we saw. I mean, really outside mm-hmm. of Tiger, you know, we saw, you know, Sergio burst on the scene as a teenager, but I mean, these were the outliers. I mean, most players took four or five years to get comfortable uh, knowing what travel was about and how to play and what you need to improve and what you need to sharpen. And that's just simply not the case. Collegiate golf is basically basically like a mini tour at this point, you know, as yep. it, how talented as that is. And then of course you dive into the amateur tournaments and stuff like that. And I mean, they're as hard to win as anything there is in the world. So it's uh, it's getting younger, it's getting better, and these players are hungrier. And what we're also seeing is the window to be excellent, the window to be dominant is shifting younger as well. I mean, you mm. know, when you you come out for four or five years as a 21, 22, 23, 24, 25 year old, we're seeing some players have a ton of consistent success there as well when that used to be around the age of 30. So it's it's all moving younger. It, it's all getting better. And then on the flip side of that, we're having all these older guys win. So it's been kind of a fun <laughs> yeah. season on the PGA Tour, right? I mean, you get Bland, and we had him on the show uh, on Sunday, and it was a great conversation. You're seeing what Sink's doing, Brian Gay. I mean, it's been kind of this, you know, Lee Westwood. It's been this late 40 run of players, and then you're seeing – like 21, 22 year olds having a lot of success as well. It's a crazy sport. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw Charles Schwartz on there too. This guy's playing some really good golf. Another great golf. Top three finish. Um, let's see, 65, 68, 66, 68. He shot just very consistent golf. And then, uh, hey, is that Luke Donald's name at T13? My goodness. It is good to see Luke Donald back and uh, making the cut and almost one shot out of a top 10. All right, let's go to the PGA championship. Um, that's what the discussion is going to be all week. 
second major of the calendar year, fourth of the super season. Of course, we've got two more to go after this, the U.S. Open and then the Open Championship. I mean, the biggest storyline, at least to me, Shane, is that we're back now with the Jordan Spieth career grand slam. Uh, If you would have told me this four or five months ago, I may have believed you. I've always thought Spieth would get it back um, now to have him back and playing like he is, already winning, of course, out in Texas. Um, But this is a real conversation. Uh, You know, he's he's certainly uh, on the short list of favorites going into Kiwa. Um, where do you put him here in your list of picks? Can he do it? Career Grand Slam. He'd be the fifth in all time, right, to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, it, it's incredible the fact that we're talking about it. I'm with you. I I, I definitely didn't believe that was going to be the case um, headed into this season at all that we'd see this type of play from Jordan Speed. Of course, going to the Masters, we thought he had a really good chance to win at Augusta National. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's got a great shot. I, I just, again, I think Jordan Spieth's a player, you know, I do a podcast with Max Homa, and I think Max falls under this as well. I mean, there are two types of players that want it to be nasty. They want the conditions to be tough. They want it to blow. They want players to get frustrated because they're both the type of players that enjoy the mental battle on the golf course, you know, going from hole one through 18 and just trying to figure out a way to post a score. Um, The beauty of golf, right, that we look past sometimes in this new age of technology is the feel of the day, the feel of the weather, understanding what a good round is, understanding what you need to do, you know, to get the round completed. So, yeah, I think, again, condition wise, I think if it blows, it's only going to help Jordan Spieth, you know, Mm -hmm. considering Players are going to miss greens at Kiowa. You're going to have to see guys get it up and down in and around these greens. Who better to do that than Jordan, right? I mean, he's still, you know, one of the great putters on the PGA Tour. We know how great the iron play has been this season. Kind of looking back on 2015, it's been somewhat similar in terms of the way he stroked, gained his way around the PGA Tour with his iron. So I, I think he's got a great shot. I think he believes he's got a great shot, which is very is way more important than than me believing he has a great shot. Because I think Jordan Spieth is going into this week going, I really think I, I can win. I think I'm the favorite. I, I've done what I needed to do. Um, I'm, I'm feeling better. I mean, you know, he was obviously knocked out with COVID. He mentioned a couple of weeks ago. So for him to come in and, and to be this healthy and to be feeling great and to be playing this well, I don't see how he could ever find a, a better PGA Championship than this one to, to, to finally get this done. Yeah, six top tens in the last eight events. <laughs> oh, I mean, from win. the waste management. I mean, just running back. Look yeah. at the waste management run. It's just been yeah. so wild. Again, like the Sam Burns talk, the consistency talk. Yeah. Jordan Spieth, I think we kind of expected when it started to turn around and we started to see some Spieth love. Maybe we'd see him pop up here. Maybe we'd see him pop up there. Always plays well at Pebble Beach. We know how he plays at Augusta National. But to see him do this each mm-hmm. and every week outside of the players is is incredible. I, yeah. I mean, I can't believe we're getting this type of turnaround from him. Rapsodo Mobile Launch Monitor. Improve your golf swing today. Pro-level launch data in the palm of your hand. It is very accurate within 2% of a $20,000 unit. The Rapsodo MLM app automatically tracks stats and stores video with Shot Tracer, helpful for club gapping and understanding true distances for each club. Rapsodo MLM provides immediate feedback, data, and creates a better practice environment, not mindlessly hitting balls. Extremely portable, cases about the size of a rangefinder. And you know what? You can use it both indoors and outdoors. I love this launch monitor. It's the Rapsodo mobile launch monitor. Check it out at rapsodo.com. R-A-P-S-O-D-O.com. Rapsodo.com. I think the most surprising thing to me is that he's become that he's become one of the best iron players in the game again already. You know, his strokes can't approach. I mean, it's JT like, um, you know, it's Morikawa like he's 
in that conversation now, I think, from a Strosky and approach standpoint, we know we know his putter and short game is just ridiculous when it, it, it gets going. I mean, he feels like he chips in at least once a round. And if it doesn't go in, it's looking down in the hole. Right. Um, I think for him to win, it'll, I think it'll just, you know, it'll come down to the driver. We know he's not spraying it like he was. Big ballpark, 7,800. He's, he's going to have to have that positive two or three, I think, in the strokes gain off the tee to, to get this done. If he, if it just feels like if he's spraying it off the tee, this will be a tough one. I think to, you know, work yourself around and win a PGA, he could certainly do it from a top 20 perspective, uh, but giving up a little distance. We know the the fairways are kind of soft and sticky. Um, this will be a big track. This is going to be a huge ballpark for these boys. And um, I, I think he can do it as well. I love the fade off the tee, um, but it's just been his iron game. Like that's that to me, Shane, Strokes again approach consistently plus six and seven. I mean, those are big numbers every single week. He's wearing these guys out with iron play. I, I was reading a Justin Ray piece on PJTour.com before our show on Sunday. And in 2015, he was he'd pick up more strokes on the field with his irons than his putter. You know, we always would 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 dive into the putter and, and how incredible the putting was you know, from distance. I mean, it seems like every 30 footer, I still contend that the putty made at 16 at St. Andrews is maybe one of the loudest I've personally yelled watching golf in my entire life. Cause I just thought to myself, there's, you know, he's, he's out of it. He's done. He's not going to do this. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the grand slams uh, over. And then he makes, you know, a 40 footer on 16 and you kind of go, is this kid serious? But you know, the iron play was better than the putting in 2015 yeah. when he was doing all that. So it's uh, I, the driver thing doesn't worry me, I, I think, as much as it worries you. I, I just think he's got it figured out. You know, I, yeah. I just feel like the swing looks figured out. I mean, I was listening to him on No Laying Up a couple of, last week and just talking about the golf swing and how he feels like he's got it to a point where he knows what's coming. And I mean, he's still trying to tighten it. He's still trying to get it better and better. He always keeps talking about this 1% every single day. But listening to him talk about the golf swing, watching what he's able to do, He's never going to hit every fairway, but there's been great players on the no. PGA tour that didn't hit a lot of fairways that were awesome. Right. I mean, Tiger Woods was, a, was a sprayer of the golf ball, right? Yep. Tiger missed it both ways, even in his prime. So for speed, it's just making sure all the stuff that's good is really good. And then hoping that the rest of it is fine. Right. And if that's the case, I don't think the distance of the golf course really plays that much into speed success because he's not short. I mean, he's not long, but he's not short. But no. for Spieth, it's just about going out there and leaning on the part that works. I always go back to Hoylake in this regard, right? Tiger didn't just say, I'm only hitting driver once, you know, because he didn't have confidence in the driver. He had so much confidence in his irons that he said, I can compete with the six and seven iron when these guys are hitting wedges. That's how good I am with my irons. I mean, Spieth's not to that level, but I think Jordan understands if I can find fairways and get the ball somewhere in play, I'm going to be able to, that, that, the first step's done, right? I'm done with the first step. You know, it's like when you cook, I mean, cutting up all the vegetables and all this stuff is the most annoying part. Somebody does that for me. I can knock out the rest of the rest of the meal. Right. I'm okay with that. stuff. So for speed, it's it's just let's cut those vegetables up. Let's find a few fairways. Let's take the right clubs off tees and put it in a certain position. And if I'm okay at that, I'm going to be great for the week because everything else is so solid. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, let me throw this at you. And, And there's probably nothing there with. You know, I look at Justin Thomas, and and I love watching Justin Thomas play as well. I think he's the most inconsistent putter of all the great players that we have right now. I mean, it's it feels feast or famine, right? He's either we call, gonna, do you want to call Rory, or is Rory not on the line? Can I'm, I'm going to say JT is is there. Can we I mean, Rory in. <laughs> it's, I mean, what we saw at the players, he just ran out of holes. I mean, if he he could have just kept playing, he would have made birdies until you couldn't see the ball anymore. Um, 
and then you see in the last two weeks and he just can't hit anything. I mean, it's like, it's, it's strange. He's always kind of been like that. And I know he's doing a lot of things to try to help quantify what the difference is between those huge gaps that he has of, you know, positive six to negative six. Um, and is there anything with JT think, because you think of JT and Spieth coming out, we know they're good friends, right? And Spieth dominates early and he was the man, the golden child, the better player. Then Spieth goes away. Here comes JT. And he was kind of building a little bit before that, but now JT takes over and now Spieth's back and JT's there. He wins the players. You know, is there anything where JT right now is like, look, I got to show like, I, you know, I'm going to beat this guy. I, there's nothing more that I want to see than JT and Spieth down the stretch. Nothing. I don't want Spieth, or I don't want Rory. <clears throat> I don't want Bryson. I want Spieth and JT in the final group down the stretch. You, you want you want Riviera NCAA's. I like <laughs> yeah. it. Um, I, I I I like I like the thought. I think um, I think a lot of these times we think these players think more of the of around the tournaments and around the sport than maybe they actually think of. I mean, I think for JT, it's just things are loose right now. The putter, you mentioned it the putting is all over the place. And uh, when you're not putting well, that affects the rest of your game. Right. I mean, it's just, now you feel like you got to hit the ball close. You feel like you got to find fairways. You can't make you can, I, I went through this personally uh, the last year where, you know, when you feel like you don't, un, you don't know if you're going to make a five footer or not, then if you miss a green, you feel like you make a bogey. Right. Mm-hmm. And for JT, it, it, it seems to be playing its way through the golf bag because the putter was unbelievable at Sawgrass, right? And it just hasn't showed up the rest of the year. So it's just, it just doesn't seem as sharp for JT. It's so weird going to this PGA, you know, Dustin, Bryson, JT. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, even Rory, I mean, yeah. who I think, you know, everybody's going to look at the win at the Wells Fargo and go, okay, Rory's back. I am on the complete other side of that. But there's so many of these top name players that we always expect to show up at the major championships. That's games are either not there, health, is not there. I mean, Kepka still can't quite bend over and pick the golf ball up out of the hole. So there is such an opportunity for somebody to come in here and to your mention, to your point about Sam Burns, yeah. Jordan. I mean, if you're playing well right now, mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys that are typically scary at majors that aren't playing great golf. So if you could, if you can scratch off five or six of those names, you know, the, the one name guys on the PGA tour and say, I don't really like their chances this week. It gives the, the speeds and the ROMs of the world way more of an opportunity and, and way more confidence. I mean, I'm going in playing well. You're not. I like my chances a lot more than you, than yours. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think it's been like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think it's been like that for a while now. Um, just a lot of question marks with some of the bigger names. And as you're handicapping it and you're putting these things together, you're like, man, you know, there's just no clear cut up top, right? You know, because there's, as you said, there's, there's no dominant player. We, we know that. I mean, DJ probably as close as we've seen there with that run, but you know, where are we at with him right now? Who knows? So along those lines, let's, let's get into some odds here. I'm going to, I'll give you a pot of three guys. Okay. And um, you can pick your favorite out of those three. Let's just go to the top three right now. DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's see. Rory is 11 to one to win the PGA. Rom is 14 and JT is 14. So of those three, who do you like? So I think I'm going to pick Rom to win. So I'm going to go Rom. I, I think Rom is the guy. I've decided I'm not picking for for the foreseeable future. I'm not picking a winner at a major that's already won a major. That's basically my okay. my new rule. Um, there's just so 
there's so many guys trying to join the major club that are awesome. You know, when you start to go through the list of players that haven't won a major and you start to go, this guy, what, I mean, this guy's unbelievable. This guy's a top five player. Um, so I like Rom. I just, in terms of driving the golf ball and ball striking, again, this is a golf course that you're going to have to lean on the ball striking. So I think Rom's got an unbelievable chance this week. And I, I, I like him in that group. And I think I like him in the field. Just feels like Rom. It feels like Rom is the most due, doesn't it? Of all the guys. Yeah. It's such a good point. Yeah. I mean, it just, like, let's get one now, right? Yeah, he just it felt a little like JT when he won the PGA. It's like it felt like it was kind of his time, right? Okay, yeah. you get yours now. Now you get yours now. I mean, even Bryson at Wingfoot felt a little like that, where he was he he transformed everything, and we all know about the distance, but we forget sometimes how good of a player he is. And it just kind of felt like that was Bryson's week, and and maybe this will be the one we look back on and say this was Rom's week. He's had that. He's had really just one flashy round Sunday at the Masters, and that was kind of it. And, you know, but, you know, he's had a few top tens there. Genesis, Farmers, players. He was 34th last week. The putter's been chilly for sure. I mean, he just hasn't quite had that that putter to push him forward. I think he's just, it's always, it feels like there's a bounce here, a bounce there. Can't quite make enough putts. And he's just kind of in neutral. And neutral for him can be a top 10. Right. <laughs> you know, because he's such a, like you said, he's such a good ball striker. But I think I, I think he is the most due for sure, and I wouldn't be surprised um, at this place. All right, let's move down the board. Spieth is fourteen. Okay, so I'll give you him. Uh, Bryson, U.S. Open champ, sixteen, and here's a guy looking for his first major. Xander, sixteen. I, I like Jordan. I, I just again, I think Jordan will be in the mix on Sunday. Not going to sit here and say he's going to win, but I think Jordan puts himself in a position to to at least have a chance. So. I like Jordan. You know, you mentioned most do. I think Xander and Tony are probably names you could throw in there. I mean, I know Fino has a one <laughs> yeah. a lot, but when you finish in the top 10 in basically every major you play in, I feel like you should probably at least be at the table uh, looking at the at the salad, getting ready to eat. So I feel like those are, are two guys that could be in the most do department. But again, I, I just think I, I sometimes just look when, and again, you, it may, you have to look back on things like this. But when we look back at this PGA, and let's say Jordan gets it done, right? Let's say Jordan completes the career Grand Slam. Looking back on his season to this point, it kind of makes sense. You know, he got a win. Mm -hmm. He played yep. well at the Masters. Uh, he played well the week before but didn't win. And kind of a weird, you know, weather delay, you know, birdie fest golf course. It just feels like the steps are there. So, I, yep. I, 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 I again – I think Jordan's around on the weekend. And so I'm going to take, I'm going to take Jordan just because of that. I think Xander's finally put some pieces together. I think he struggled in February pretty hard um, early March. And it was all, it was through his bag. It's, it's just, everything wasn't good. But I, yeah. I think the last two weeks masters and Wells Fargo, he's, he looks at least statistically like he's starting to get back to where he was. I think, I think Xander will be a force, but it, it's certainly tough to pick against Spieth. I mean, he's just, He's magic. I mean, it's just tough to, to pick it. We've seen it over and over again. Like he just, it's not like we just seen it once dude goes bogey. What's he bogeys 15, 16 on Saturday. And then he drops a bomb for Eagle on 18. It's like, you know, how maddening is that to play with him? I mean, it has to be, oh, it has to be bad. He, 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 I, I can only imagine he's the most frustrating match play player of all time <laughs> to play against. I just couldn't even imagine what it must be like because the, you know, we, we hear it a million times during match play tournaments, you know, the, the opponent has to expect the person to make this yep. and for speed. And, and you mentioned earlier, it's the chip ins, it's the bunker shots. It's out of trouble. It's horrible eyes. It's, it's creativity. It's just mm -hmm. his mind sees things. It's like a great passer in basketball, right? You can't really explain why you're a great passer. You just see it before other people see it. Mm -hmm. And so you, you can, you can see the cut. 
as it's happening, even maybe a moment before. Uh, you can see the defender leaning one way or the other, and you just know that you've got that that lane to get the ball there quickly. And uh, and for Spieth, I, that's what I see is just sometimes mentally the lie isn't as scary to him as it is to other people. The bunker shot's not as bad. The lie's not as bad. Yep. And, uh, and, and, and I just – Love to do. I would love to have a poll from PGA Tour players of who is the most who is the most nauseating person to play a match. Play. Oh, for sure. And let's see if Spieth's leading because I, I'd like to know who else is on there. Who? What other <laughs> players would make that list? I'm sure there's some that we don't even talk about that probably always make the 25 footer for par to make you make the eight footer you hit in there close for birdie. I think it's hands down. I don't think it's close. That guy does stuff that it's like, this is ridiculous. I, I sat there and watched like, he'll make it. And he did. By golly, yes. down the, through the fringe, perfect speed, right to left. I mean, like, get grief. Get out of here. I mean, that's what he, that's what he does. And that's that's what's scary. That's how, and that's why you can't pick against him. There was a teacher um, during his struggles. I was talking with him, and he was invited out to watch Spieth just with his putting when he was struggling in a short game just to give an opinion. And he went out there, and he put him through all his tests and protocol and I talked to him afterwards. He says, I've never in my life seen anything like that before. Like, I've never seen someone execute putting, chipping, pitching, bunk. Like, he goes, it was just ridiculous. And this, and we're supposedly in a time where he's struggling. Like, this is crazy. You know, I mean, he was free will and there was no pressure, but he's like, it was amazing. I, I've never seen anything like it before. I mean, he's, he really is a genius at golf. I've always, he's a genius, is what he is, especially with that wedge in the putter. Uh, in his hand. All right, with the favorites, one more here. Victor's at 18. I'm going to give you four here. Victor's 18. DJ's 18. Jeez. Uh, and then it jumps, believe it or not, to 28 is Daniel Berger and then Morikawa. Where's the respect at 28? Morikawa. Is he 28, 28 to 1? 28 to 1. I, again, I, 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 I like Berger a little bit this week, but Morikawa is just, you know, when you're this – when you're when you're next level ball striking, mm-hmm. you know, when you're a next level ball striker where the best in the world are looking at you as the best at a skill, right? How do you not like him at a place where you're going to be hitting long irons in? You're going to be hitting a lot of mid irons on par fours. I mean, we're going to see players pull clubs we never see on the PGA Tour into some of these holes. Yeah. How do you not like Colin Morikawa to, to have a week? So I would say of those four, I want to go with Berger, but I think I'm going to go with Colin. I just, again, I think, this golf course is going to demand stuff that plays in the Colin Morikawa's game. Yeah, he. Um, I, I think I tend to agree with that. It's hard to say with DJ. I mean, eighteen. You just don't ever see odds with Never. DJ. There was a time he was he was down there at six to one, five to one when he was dominant. You know, now he's up to eighteen. I mean, even Vegas doesn't even know what the hell's going on with him. Um, <laughs> um, you know, you look at gosh, I, I go back to the PGA when he won back in twenty. It was the best putting week Colin Morikawa ever had in his career. Positive eight one, best one. And uh, his, and what's funny is the, the two weeks before that was his worst, negative 8.3. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just, try handicapping this stuff. I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, that's Morikawa though. I mean, and I think that's what it's going to be. I really do. I don't know if it's going to change. It's kind of how Thomas is. He's, he's kind of like a Thomas, really. They can both, they got adequate distance. They can drive it. They're great iron players. Um, they can pitch it around the greens with the best of them. And then they've just got this asterisk putter that's like, if I work, you're all in trouble. And if I don't, I'll probably barely make the cut. You know, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what it is. And that's not a bad way to play golf. You make a lot of money and win a lot of tournaments like that. Yeah, ball striking gets you in the top ten. I mean, that, yeah. that's obviously what we're seeing. And and yeah. that's uh, and that's you know, in this day and age on the PGA Tour, I mean, it used to be 
fairways and greens and you've got to be a great putter and a great pitcher. And it's now it's just simply about the ball striking. And when you look at the best in the world, right, they all have that in common. I mean, there's a reason Tony Finau finishes in the top 10 all the time, you know, and it's because he hits the ball great and he hits the ball way better than the other players in the field. So, yeah, I, I will. I'll be very interested in see what kind of it we've got about four or five names. I think everybody's going to be focused on headed into this week. And there are a lot of players that aren't getting as much press. I think our defending champion being one of those, it's going to be very interesting to see what Morikawa does, what Berger does, uh, you know, what Victor Hovland does. I mean, it's just going to be, we, I just feel like there's a group of about 10, 15, 20 guys that will get questions before the week from the media might have a press conference, but when the balls are in the air on Thursday and they go out there and shoot 66, it will completely change these storylines that maybe aren't getting enough press headed in. Yeah, I think it's it's a good point. And gosh, I just looked his last five tournaments, Shane, Colin Morikawa, his average strokes gain approach, average, positive seven point three. It's just it must be that's so just, fun. That's silly. It be, must be so fun sitting over an eight iron having no fear of missing the green silly. ever. I mean, it's just crazy good with it with his iron game. All right. Well, I'm looking through here. I'll uh, I'll give you I'll give you a long shot here. I'll give you time to think of someone. Maybe we're not. Uh, I talked to Simpsons caddy uh, Paul Tesori last week, and everything seems to be good with Webb coming in. His neck's feeling better. He's 45 to one. Cameron Smith 46. Kepka's 50. Answer's been playing well. He's 55 to one. Where's Burns. Leishman on the list? Mark Leishman is 80 to one. Ooh, I, I yeah. like Leishman. Played well here in 12. I mean, I'm not. I'm not giving too much credit to the 2012 PGA. That's one of my Rory points, but yep. he did play well when it was here last time. Uh, he's been playing pretty solid golf as of late. I, uh, I like Leishman a little bit this week. 80 to one is, is wild. That is, that's a big number. And I, I tell you, I kind of like a guy coming back as he English. He's 90 to one. I feel like he's kind of recaptured some of his momentum here. What we were seeing or he's, and uh, I think if the chips fell right, he could be there um, has the length as well. And Bubba's playing good. You know, well, he just, I mean, yeah, I just won, just won that tournament with Jay Monahan, for goodness sakes. I mean, you know, when, you got, when you got the commission as your partner, you better show up and play well. Uh, you know what? I played in a scramble once with Bubba Watson. We won. I think Bubba's probably has a pretty, pretty uh, polished uh, record when he plays in the, in the every man, two man or four man events. I bet he's, I bet he's a good partner to have. Yeah, I'm sure he is. Shane Bacon. Thank you so much. Um, jumping on the podcast. This was fun. We'll do it again. Enjoy uh, your week, PGA Championship, and we'll uh, we'll see you on the on the tube here soon uh, with you and my buddy Damon Hack. You guys do a great job. I appreciate it, Travis. Anytime. And uh, yeah, can I just say one thing real quick yeah. before we go? Um, I don't like Rory this week. I just I don't love Rory's chances. I think it's going to be a very popular player to yeah. focus on, considering the Wells Fargo. Um, you know, certain players play unbelievable at certain golf courses. He has always played well at Quill Hollow. He's going to be the, you know, people are going to talk about what he did in 2012. It's a different golf course and I'm expecting different conditions. So just beware if you're a person that does leagues and all that stuff, oh, Rory's yeah. going to be a guy, a lot of people are oh, going to yeah. throw in. I'm just telling you to, to, to be careful. And if yeah. I'm wrong, I will happily eat my words. Thanks for <laughs> having me, buddy. I appreciate he, it. He's the favorite 11 to one. So I'm with you though. I, I think I'm. I'm with you on Rom. He's due. That's I think Rom and English right now. My early lean. I like English a lot. Thanks, yeah. Travis, for having me. I appreciate Bye, it. Hi, Shane. Thanks so much. Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter weighted designs use of high-density particles, and even a nano-transitional layer 
in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast. 